But yeah, I actually did copy that off of somebody. <coughs> oh man, that ought to be good. Oh, look at that giant spike on the screen. Great way to start. Yep, that's what I get for not having a second Diet Coke. Ugh. Sad boy in ours. That's all right. Uh, anybody listening right now, believe it or not, uh, we just started over from 30-minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should even tell people. It, it, it was embarrassing. It's an endearing quality. Uh, our publicist slash campaign manager, uh, there's, uh, there's my guest right there, uh, Luigi, was slightly distracting. We do appreciate his kind-hearted nature. He also posted on my Instagram. Sorry to all my Instagram followers. I got two posts in two days, but hopefully you guys liked it. All right. Alex is sitting here staring at me. Don't say anything yet. This is all me right now, Holmes. Okay. You feeling it? Okay. Uh, Alex is running for SGA undergrad senator here at UIS. I know a lot of my listeners are from Murfreesboro. Uh, Hi, Mom, by the way. You're my main listener. I appreciate you. But this is an awkward monologue here because I had to start this once Alex got here because there was somebody in the conference room I reserved. So, big sad. But, so I'm just going to have to give him an introduction while he's sitting right across me, so this is slightly uncomfortable. Alex was a really cool guy. Uh, he's like me, except from the north, but more cultured, a little bit taller, and he has curly hair. Uh, this is for the listener that can't see him or hasn't met him. But he has probably one of the most... He has one of the most outstanding characters I've ever seen from a college student so far. Uh, he's fashionable. He dresses nearly better than me. I'd say we're on the same level, except his slack game and button-up game is a little bit stronger. I just have him on the Hawaiian shirts, I think. I, I'm a lot more loud than he is, but he's a really cool guy. He is holding in last right now, so that's pretty good. All right, Alex, you can talk, brother. Well, hello, everybody. Jackson, I'm very glad to be on this I'm glad to be the debut interviewee on your podcast, and I, uh, I think one day this will end up on a resume because you're going to make it huge, I have no doubt. Thank you. I hope you're right. By the way, the name of this bad boy, Pursuit of Happiness, I keep forgetting to start it out with that. Yes. I listened to the first episode, and I was a big fan. I was hooked. Was it acceptable? I w- more than acceptable. Like, if, since you're a guest now, you can obviously say something about what you think would be better. Do you have any suggestions, or should I just try to keep making it lively. I would just say as long as uh, it's something you care about talking about, people will, um, that will translate into the microphone and people will listen. You think so? I hope so. That is actually because the nicest thing I've heard all day. You, well, you have some good stuff to say, I believe. So. Well, thank you, Alex. Yes. Hopefully this is loud enough. We're going to turn up the gain a little bit because I like Drink messing with stuff. All right, say something now, Alex. How's everybody doing? Oh, they're going to love me doing that. Anyway, we'll work on that later. Anyway, you know what? Pause real quick just because I want to make sure that everything's okay. All right, that was just a brief interruption. That was kind of funny, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird hearing your own voice on record. It's odd. It's off-putting, yes. It looks a lot better because... I'm using Audacity for anybody listening because I know for some reason there's a giant influx in podcasts because obviously I'm just a regular college student doing this, so there's only so many people that are going to be wanting to do this too. <laughs> but I'm using Audacity, and you can see the, like the audio waves, I guess. The vibration, the yeah. Yeah. So those narrow points are obviously the quieter points. But you can tell when I put up the gain, you can like hear things a lot better. Am I wrong when I say that? I feel like I'm right when I say that. You're right. You're right. Yes. That's, that's, that's what gain means, right? Yeah. 
hopefully you guys enjoy this better than us just like whispering this is an ASMR like seriously that is probably one of the most disgusting things I hear on the internet kind of freaks me out a little bit I don't get how people enjoy that it's a a very weird niche or niche 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 we've had this discussion today already I think they're two separate words I'm not sure I should look that up but I think they mean the same thing but are two different words I gotcha Really? Well, they mean similar things, similar but are two things. different things. Okay, words, I, can, yeah. I can see that. I could be wrong. But I just don't get, like, why do you want to listen to somebody, like, whisper in your ear or play with macaroni like, or whatever? It's a sick pervert thing, I believe. You think so? I, I do. Like, it's, you have to be kind of, you have to have a fetish for that kind of thing, yes, I think. Yes, exactly. It's a, I hope my mother enjoyed me saying the word <laughs> fetish. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> that one's for you, Dad. Anyway. <laughs> That being said, uh, hopefully I have some returning listeners. We had about 60 plays on the last podcast. That's excellent. Yeah, uh, hopefully. I had 99 plays on SoundCloud. Like your favorite SoundCloud rapper is starting to blow up. So cool. Wow, 99 people. Yeah. It's amazing when you think about those are all individuals who chose to listen to you. Yeah, and actually it actually made me tear up almost because I think believe, yeah. it's weird thinking that people actually want to listen to you. And I don't know how many of them is just like a courtesy thing. No, no. I'm, well, sure, there's some probably some courtesy listens, but there are some genuine people who want to hear you speak, so that's awesome. I hope so. I will ask the listeners if anybody... I think you can leave comments on tracks on here, but if you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or any of that type of thing, you're welcome to give me a suggestion. I'm thinking about creating my own social media account for this podcast mm-hmm. because I, I don't know if all my friends care about this podcast. That's and I don't move. mean that as a negative thing, but just like... I feel like I want to advertise it on my actual profile, but also I don't want to irritate the people that I... No, that's smart. That's smart. But... That's something that we can think about on a different day. Um, before we had to restart, yes. I asked Alex about what he wants to do in his life, his love life, his high school life, his hobbies. So I'm going to give you the run. Social media. Social media. Okay. Yeah, the social media was probably the biggest thing that yeah. I wanted to talk to you about. Sure. Uh, Alex doesn't have any of that jazz. None. Because he is a hermit. That's me. I, 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 I just he lock myself people. away. Yep. Like he sits in his room in the dark. What a freak. (laughs) All right. Yeah. um, The reason I don't have any social media and, um, you know, it's different for everyone. So I'm not saying this is true for everyone, but I believe that it would be a waste of time for me to have it. And it's not that I don't think you can form valuable connections online through Snapchat and Instagram and whatnot. But I do think we are slowly losing the art of one-on-one conversation or personal conversation and I want to take every step I can to make sure that I'm not losing that. Because I do think it's valuable when two people sit down and have a conversation and aren't distracted. Yeah. Much, much like what we're doing now. Yes. It's, it's a lost art. Um, yeah. We were talking about it earlier on the first try. Mm-hmm. But everybody's getting so disconnected nowadays. And I mentioned, and this will be the first time that my parents hear about this, even though it's the second time I said it on the microphone. (laughs) I have a Tinder and a Bumble. And also just the idea of social media in general. Instead of like communicating face-to-face, we do likes, we swipe on each other, Mm -hmm. we retweet, we Snapchat just pictures. And there's nothing wrong with that to a degree. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we don't discuss... 
how we feel about certain things anymore. Absolutely. We don't have that point where we just get together and acknowledge each other and talk to each other like we should. Mm -hmm. Because, like, say on Tinder, that's how you met your girlfriend. So, well, not how I met my No, he's single. (laughs) But, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Say you meet your girlfriend on Tinder. How do you explain that story to anybody other than we just like the way each other looks, so we swiped on each other? For sure. And you can say you read the bio. You probably didn't read the bio. Be real. (laughs) Be, like, I will say I look at the anthems. If they have a good anthem, I respect it. Don't know what any of this means. Uh, Anthem means, like, their favorite Spotify uh, artist. I see. So, like, yours would probably be, like, Simon and Garfunkel. There you get a bunch of hipster girls. Oh, gosh. I don't know about that. Like, if they... uh, They're not... I'm not going to make a comment because I don't want to alienate... Let's not offend anybody here. Yep. We're not going to do that. By the way, we're sitting at the studio, and we were just admiring people walking below us. It's a very nice building. Yeah, it's nice. We we pay a little bit of money for this bad boy. We we deserve to be here. We'll, We'll put it that way. All right, but yeah, we how's the social media? Yeah, yeah, social media. Another big thing that I've found a benefit of not having it is just um, whenever, like you were saying earlier in the former uh, attempt, (laughs) whenever there's any lull in a conversation, everyone immediately just pulls out their phones, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes it's good to be interacting with something and having your brain stimulated, but also. Um, I think we miss out on a lot of opportunities when as soon as there's a silence for 10 seconds, we start um, focusing on something else. And I've just had the opportunity to have conversations with people and with certain people that I never would have been able to see or talk to if I had been looking at my phone. And that's been valuable, and that's actually shaped the person I am today. And it's such a small thing, but I do think it makes such a difference. I have nothing to do on my phone. There's a 10-second lull in the conversation. I'm still just standing there. And when you take a moment away from social media and you aren't using it and everyone around you is using it, um, you realize how strange it is because they're talking to people. So it's obvious that they want to be talking to people, but they're not talking with the people they're with. Exactly. And that's such a strange thing to see. And um, We're the only, I feel like we're obviously, would you call us millennials? Or are we like a different thing? I think we're generation... X or Z. X, Y, Z. I don't even know. But yeah, like millennials and us and maybe the generation above millennials. But not too many of us do it. And I can Mm -hmm. tell you, like I remember one time I was sitting in a hotel like breakfast lobby and I was hanging out with my friend uh, Grace at the time. This was a key club trip. Mm-hmm. And a woman approached us who was like 60 and was like, it's so good to see kids like you doing what you're doing. Aww. And it was like, we were just like talking to each other, but older people think we're always on our phones. Yeah. And to an extent, we are. And yeah, you can't blame them for that. I mean, our generation has some good qualities, of course, as well. But Yeah, I feel like we're fairly open-minded. Uh, or yeah. I should say we're pretty diverse. Sure. I feel yeah. like that's a good way to say it. But um, one thing I think we will have to overcome is dependence on technology. Yes. And if that's ever taken away for any reason, not even a serious, dramatic, sad reason, but if we don't have technology, even for a little bit, even myself, who doesn't have so, who, even though I don't have social media, it still kind of throws a wrench in your day. So. Yeah, I can, even though... I don't even know how to say it. Like, I know things about my social media that I shouldn't. Like, I know exactly how many followers I have, 
how many likes my photos get. I was even like watching to see if I, my Instagram photo I posted two days ago was gonna pass up <laughs> my very last photo that had most likes. By the way, at the time of this recording, the first one with me like mean mugging in front of a bush that has 176 likes right now, and nice. I know that, and I shouldn't know that. Well, yeah. Well. But also, it's because of that's the way we are. Like we feel good with the more likes that we get. And don't get me wrong, like if a pretty girl likes my post, I'm like, I got it going on. Day is made, absolutely. And that's the thing, though. Instead of like talking to people, we just, I feel like we get dependent on like our online interactions versus our human interactions. It's true. But then again, we got people like us kicking ass and taking names in the real world. Yep, yep, yep. Kicking names, taking butt. That's but the way we what do Alex it. Alex said. All right, now that we are free from our publicist slash campaign manager, I have to ask you about your high school life and your love life again because I feel like that's an important part that's kind of hard for people to understand. Absolutely. So um, I went to high school in Aurora, Illinois. That's west of Chicago, northern Illinois. It's the second. Yes, that's where (laughs) Wayne's World was filmed. And you uh, people don't really talk about it in Aurora, which is weird because it's kind of cool. yeah, and I moved there when I was about 11 um, from Missouri because my dad's job. He's actually a minister, Baptist pastor, and there was a church up in Aurora, and boom, my family went up there from a small southern town in Missouri, and yeah, we, uh, I lived there until I came here to college, and I went to Aurora Christian High School, and I loved it. It was a tiny little private school. Um, there were about 70 people in my graduating class, which is very small, but gave me the opportunity to really form deep connections with a lot of people rather than having a small group of friends that you get to know well and hundreds of people you've never even met at graduation. Um, and I'm not saying it's bad to go to a big high school. I'm just saying I was grateful to go to such a small one. Yeah, I think it was best for me. Yeah. It's weird to think that people go to high school and they don't know the people in their class. Yeah. The high school I would have gone to has like 6,000 students. That's an ass load. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big one, yeah. Uh, so whenever you only had 70 people in your class, mm-hmm. like, did everybody know everybody's business? Yeah, that was a drawback for sure. You couldn't, you couldn't so much as talk to someone without everyone freaking out. Oh my gosh, they're in love. No, we're just talking. We're just friends. Nice. Um, One thing that me and Alex have in common is that we've both been single our entire lives. Heck Um, yeah. Yep. Virgin gang, up top. Uh, Yeah. Oh, the spike in the the audio waves. Uh, I'm sorry, but that was worth it. Anyway. Proud, proud. Um, So it's hard for me to believe... And plus, also, from people from my hometown and people here, it's hard for, for them to believe that I've been single my entire life. Mm-hmm. Ergo, it's hard for me for you to be single your entire life. Yeah. Uh, would you like to elaborate why that is? Yeah. And first off, before you elaborate sure. on why, like, did you make attempts to change that? Okay. Ooh. All right. So, yeah, there were obviously girls I liked in high school. Um, I never really intentionally pursued anything past just being friends and you know I took I I had dates to prom and formal and stuff but um, never had and I went on dates I guess but I never had a steady girlfriend I guess you could say and I don't regret that Um, I don't think it would have been the best thing for me at the time and in a lot of ways I still don't know 
just getting used to college if it's best to have a girlfriend right at the beginning or if you should just um, get to know people in a different way. Because I do think having a relationship um, prevents you from talking to a lot of people you would otherwise. Yeah. I was able to form great relationships with a lot of girls just as friends and um, that was a lot more valuable to me than a high school relationship that ultimately just ends and makes you feel sad. I'm not saying every high school relationship ends in sadness, but a lot do. And Yeah, there's only... If you marry your high school sweetheart, you either got really lucky or you're... Uh, I don't even want to say the other option other than you might be making a mistake. Oh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Pros and cons to both, but I think it was right for me just to be friends. And I still... That's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm not forcing anything. Just rolling the, with the flow. Yeah, chips fall as they may, you could you could say. I feel like that's probably the best way. I can tell you, I I get a little herky-jerky on the trigger. <laughs> oh, wow, what a phrase. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about life, and mm-hmm. so whenever I'm feeling an emotion, it's hard for somebody to not realize I'm feeling that emotion. Sure. Uh, I think you can tell that I'm kind of high tension, like a high... Tightly wound. Yeah, like I get extra. (laughs) But uh, I I was like that in high school. I I didn't try to be weird. I was probably more funny than weird. (laughs) Uh, I I probably was a little bit of that in the beginning of college. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I don't do anything too wild. Uh, Haven't been to any parties yet. You haven't either. That's not Not a big partier. No, that's not the lifestyle for me yet. I haven't made, I don't know. Like, I don't want to judge. It's just, yeah. I, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I don't think you do, quite obviously. <laughs> no. It's just never been my cup of tea. Yeah. I'm not here to judge anybody that does it. It's just I feel like that's one of the things that are not necessarily warranted or necessary in life. Mm-hmm. Especially whenever you're this young. I agree. Because we're, none of us are quite capable of living our own lives so let alone affecting the way we live our lives for periods of time definitely seems kind of sketch but hey if you do it that's that's your prerogative i respect you for taking a risk but also i want (laughs) you to realize that every idea or every time you party is like the story after the party is is it worth doing things that could ultimately be bad wow some real wisdom coming from a college freshman Yep, I can tell you the people from my high school probably think, oh, my God, he's a stiff. (laughs) But, oh, well, that's all right. Uh, If you feel that way, I hope you enjoy your life, but please be careful. Man, I just sound like a narc. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope you enjoy your life. But uh, please, take caution. Yeah, just be, be a little wary of what you do, that's all. Yeah. So, whenever you were in high school, was it, were there a lot of parties, you and your 69 other friends? <laughs> um, you know, there was, there was a group that did more partying, especially towards the end of high school. And it wouldn't have been hard to end up at a couple of them throughout the years because, you know, of course you know them. Um, so, yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from the kids wanting to rebel because it was a Christian school. Ah, and Get their freak on yeah. under the eyes of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. You know, they'd all, a lot of them at least had been brought up in um, stricter homes, and they were getting that same type of stuff at the school, and I guess it just wore on them, which I can understand in a way. So 
I'm not saying that's why everyone partied. Some people weren't thinking, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> that's how I'm thinking they rationalize it. I'm sure yeah. most of them were just having fun and whatever. But, uh, yeah, there were some parties. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. It, it do be like that sometimes. Oh, man. So you're majoring in political science, Alex. Yes, I am. I can tell you my political science course makes me want to get a vasectomy with a mental <laughs> floss. So... <laughs> Would you like to explain to me Graphic. why? Graphic. Yeah, it's like really bad. Like I, the book. Good God, I'd rather get hit in the head with a sledgehammer. Okay. But I, I respect it. Like the fun parts where you get to actually do good things. I feel like that's worth it. Mm-hmm. But like I know you want to eventually, quite possibly, run for office one day. Yeah. Not president per se. You never no, know. Not no, not president. No. But, no. no. The idea of just being a civil servant appeals to you. Absolutely. Would you like to elaborate on that bad boy? Yeah. So I am a political science major. I have yet to take any political science courses here at this liberal arts education I'm receiving. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I would want to anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's something I love. I'm very passionate about America, American politics, the American system. I do um, have a very high esteem for the way our nation handles a lot of things and not trying to upset anyone just that's my my views and yeah once I graduate here um, I'm looking to go to law school but law school is very expensive so before I uh, head on over to law school I'm looking into joining the Air Force for six years joining as an officer once I complete my bachelor's here and that would be I mean of course I want to serve my country in that way but also I, uh, I I need the money, so that's just the way I see to get it. That would be valuable experience as well. So I'm hoping to uh, have graduated college, completed Air Force service, and completed law school by the time I'm 30. All right. We so <laughs> we talked about this before in the first cut. Yes. So being 30, you don't know. Say you find a gal pal that you like. Mm. As my father would say, she squirts out a couple of kids. Like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> I need to meet your father. My parents are great people. Imagine, I believe it. Imagine my parents are like me, except a lot more toned back. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a little... I, I'm a lot like my parents. It's just I become a lot more out there. Sure. Yeah. But I feel like squirts out some kids. So, but yeah. Anyway, back to like the, the whole family part. Yeah. So, how do you, do you not know what's going to happen? You just kind of kind of fly by the seat of your pants and see how it works. Yeah, it is something I think about that. In my plan that I just gave you guys, which who knows if that'll happen? If any of that will happen? If I even graduate from here? But in that plan, I don't really see any logical place for a family to fit in. And that is somewhat concerning because I do want a family. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want all that. But in that plan I have for the next 12 years of my life, there's no just natural place for, oh, get married here and, you know, I'll be serving in the military or going to law school. And it's not to say it's impossible, but it does in some way make you think, I mean, who knows what will happen. Things change. and. I, I'm, I'm fine with that, but I uh, just uh, got to trust God, I guess. Yeah, keep the faith, brother. Amen. Let's see where it takes you. Uh, my plan's not terribly different. The okay. only problem is I have no idea what the work is going to be. Sure. I, I don't even know how I'm going to graduate college and use my degree other than 
chances are I'll get like a desk job. And a desk job meaning I hope I don't work in a cubicle because then I'm going to look for a sturdy rope. Oh, God. <laughs> you have all these sayings. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh... Communications major, correct? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like if I can't make people laugh, it's not worth doing. Yeah. Like, if I can't make you happy... Happy. I don't. I don't see the enjoyment in it. Yeah. But to be fair, not everybody's interested in making people happy like I am. That almost sounded really almost pretentious. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. <laughs> not everybody is a people person. Yeah. And not everybody. <laughs> I that's, feel like that's, that's better. I feel. I hope it's better. I feel like everybody is a little bit different. Not everybody yes. has the same ideals of wanting to please people as their main goal. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people want to do a job. Some people want to set out and do work with math or science or engineering. And that is that is not me. I feel like, as of right now, I don't even know. God knows I might be doing this in 20 years. If yeah. I am, whoop de doo la di da I hope I have a better microphone by then. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you said not everyone wants to make people happy as their life goal, but everyone does want to be happy. So yes, I, there's a market for what you're selling. I hope so. Yeah. I feel like you can replace a lot of things, but it's hard to replace being happy. Unless you're a material bastard, but then you're just like, you're screwed. Yeah. But yeah, I was originally planning to have kids at 35. And I was thinking to have one son, one daughter, maybe just one son. Not, wow. And I'm not trying to be sexist, but I, I have a name picked out for my son. That is uh, the biggest. His name will be Julius. That's a cool name. That kid can do anything. Yep. Hopefully he doesn't get stabbed a lot. Oh. That being said, that, that was a reference to Julius Caesar. I'm not a psych, good, psychopath. Good <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But if I'm being honest, I don't know how it's going to work out because, for one, my job path is like completely dark. I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm. I'll probably get a job at some company if I decide to go a traditional route. I might just fly out to like California and be wild out there. Do it. You never know. But Chase the dream. That's the game plan. But I do want a wife and a child or two. As do I, yes. By the way, my original name for my son was Augustus. But then I thought people will name him Gus and I don't want to do that to my oh. kid. Do you have any names picked out for your imaginary kids? <laughs> yes, uh, it's funny you ask that. I do, actually. Um, my great-grandpa was named Thurlow, which Ooh, is a very Thurlow. interesting name. I've never heard that name before in my life. It's an old Southern name, I would say. Or he was an old Southern good old boy. Yeah. He, was, he was a pastor as well, and that's on my mom's side. And I, I love that name, and he was a great man, so I'd love to honor him with that. Um, Are you named after anybody? I'm not. My middle name is Michael, which is my dad's name. But Nice. Yeah. What's your dad's middle name? Samuel. Samuel. Oh, my goodness. Michael Samuel. Michael Samuel Kinney. That's my dad. Kinney is the way, by the way. Kinney is the way. We didn't even mention the SGA thing, but we'll um, get back to that later. Yeah, it wouldn't be classy. <laughs> um, yeah, those are the kids. And then I had a good friend in high school, um, very good friend in high school, who passed away. And I'd like to name one of my kids Nathaniel. Go by Nate, because that was my friend's name. Dang. That is so. the classiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, well. I try. You know. <laughs> Man, I don't even know if I like my friends that much. Well, yeah. It, 
changes a lot of perspectives when something like that happens. So I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, I don't think we elaborated too much because that was in the last mm-hmm. edition before we regrettably had to start over. Yes. Um, Alex played golf a lot, and his best friend, he played golf yeah. with him nearly every day. Yeah, we were both on the high school golf team, and we golfed together for three years. He was a year below me. And pretty much every round of golf we played, we played together. And he, uh, he actually passed away a year ago, this October 3rd, um, in a car crash. So um, I, I, I love to golf still, and it holds a more powerful meaning now because of everything that Nate was to my school and to me. You know, I'm just a great guy. And so, yeah, that's a big reason I've continued to golf because it's hard to golf once you graduate high school that you were playing on a team there and then now suddenly you have to pay for rounds of golf on your own. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an expensive for a sport. For student, it's, yes, yes, it's, it's tough. But um, I love it, and now it holds an even, even deeper meaning for me. So That's very respectable, my friend. Well, thank you. Hope, I'd imagine he's in a better place. Yes, very uh, great man, great all-around man, good Christian. Was truly a light to everyone he met. Yeah, good friends will do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right, happier topic. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how about those Cardinals? Or no, you're a Cubs fan. No, not a Cubs fan. Are you a Cardinals fan? I'm not. Well, are you a White see, Sox fan? I'm a Royals fan. Oh, that makes Born sense. Born in Kansas City. I, yes. I forgot about that. Yes. I was thinking there's a baseball team in Kansas City that I can't think of. Yeah, Royals fan, Chiefs fan. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, but yeah, I I, I don't dislike the Cardinals. I have a lot of family roots for the Cardinals, but thank you. Uh, My family is like big on the Cardinals. I respect the Cardinals. You but remember being Albert from, Pujols? Oh, yeah. I love that man. He held me as a baby. No way. Yep. He picked me up, and I thought he was my cousin Eric, and I asked you, him if he was Eric. <laughs> you were held by Albert Pujols. I have a picture and a signed baseball. I had I had a picture of him in my room for years, Albert Pujols, and it said, Jesus Christ is my MVP. <laughs> Albert Pujols. That's actually wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it was... Probably pretty embarrassing, but no, that's pretty cool. It's funny now, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh man, that, that should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ is my MVP. Well, you're not wrong, but still, that's I've never heard that one. That was an Albert Pujols quote. Ah, oh, damn. Well, good. Albert Pujols was a good man. I like how I just referred to him as he's not here. He still plays say. in the Anaheim, I think. Yeah. Anaheim Angels. Or is it the Los Angeles? Los Angeles Angels. Angels. Yeah. yeah, that's not Los Angeles. Why did I say Anaheim? Was there a baseball team called the Anaheim Angels? Uh, I don't. I have no Forget idea. I said that. Okay. Anyway, we're back. Oakland ba- Athletics, maybe? I don't know. The Oakland A's. We're talking about sports now, and I don't even watch Sports. Sports, sports ball. This is a sports <laughs> podcast now. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just putting that out there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there was something that I thought was pretty important that I wanted to ask you, but I can't remember what it was. Um, I will ask you about the SGA thing now. Okay. Um, Alex, for the people that aren't aware, he's running for an undergraduate senator here at UIS. I am. Uh, he fought a tenacious campaign. <laughs> it was, it was. I don't know. You can still vote until 6 o'clock tomorrow. Yes, yes, sir. Um, by the way, 
I he is running with Luigi Cavantog and John O'Daniel, correct? Yes, you vote if you vote for me, you got to vote for them. But Alex, I've watched him at his debates. If you're a person here at UIS, I respect everybody that's running. I voted for Alex. I'm gonna publicly say that. Hopefully, I don't catch any flack flag for that. Oh boy! Putting my support behind a candidate. <laughs> but yeah, Alex is a great guy. I think if you're gonna vote for anybody, he has tough competition, but he's a qualified, genuine person. Hmm. So anyway, talk about your experience campaigning and how much you love that. Yeah, campaigning is not my favorite part of the political experience what, at all. So um, it's been good to have some friends who've helped me out and really done most of the work and just told me what to do. And that's helped me, but I'm not interested in campaigning, and I know that's going to be a big part of my job when I grow up, but part I'm looking forward to is uh, actually, you know, working with a budget, helping people, listening to what other people think, and truly representing people, which is what a representative and a senator is supposed to do, um, which rarely happens because most of the time they have their own ideas, mm -hmm. which is fine. I have my own ideas, of course, but it's important just to listen to the people you're representing, and that's what I'm looking forward to, not the campaigning, not the the back-and-forth politics of it all, the drama, which I'm not a fan of. There's plenty of drama of about Of which there cats. has been some, yes. The cats, posters, good God. There, there are cats on campus, wild, feral cats. And uh, people have interesting solutions that I don't think... Round them up and take them to... <laughs> yes, yeah, let's not... We don't need to go there. <laughs> Never mind, yeah. I don't know. People are goofy. Yeah. Like, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Uh, you, know, uh, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> There's nothing good I can say right now other than it's been an interesting process. I can tell you Luigi has run too many political campaigns in his life. The man is a political Machine. animal, yes. Like he, it's ridiculous. He lives and breathes this campaign. Yeah, man. It's... If he, if he would have been born in the U.S., I bet he could be president by age 30. And you have to be 35 to be the president. That's how good this man is. It's actually kind of ridiculous. Man, is he uh He was born in the Philippines. Wow. Yep, he is Filipino. No. Did I make the Filipino joke already? That was, the, that was oh. take one, I believe. Oh, well. Oh, gosh, you missed out on take one, audience. Like, the, the intro was funny. You, yeah. You, you even heard Luigi's voice, but it's just it got to the point where he started showing us memes on Instagram. He's so, driving us crazy. Yeah. Take, he, he did take a couple of pictures, so hopefully... Oh, yeah, by the way, I just looked at my phone whenever I was checking to see, I think, the voting time. If you are listening on SoundCloud and you want to stay up to date with this podcast, and, and I don't want to, like overflow or flood my Instagram and social media. But if you want to, you're welcome to follow the podcast so I don't have to notify you every time. If you mm. follow us on SoundCloud, it'll make it a lot more convenient. I feel like I'm asking you to buy into some propaganda here, but you know what? Just do it if you like it. If you don't, piss on it. Ooh. I don't even know. Like The fact that you're listening right now, if you are, I just appreciate that you're around, to be honest. Because the fact that there's people listening to two college students sit in a conference room talking about just random shit is actually kind of amazing to me. Yeah. But it's nice. It's enjoyable. And I feel like I'm, I'm trying to limit everybody I bring onto this podcast because I don't know who's – you're capable of 
carrying a pretty good conversation if I do say so myself. Well, I hope. I hope it translates. Yeah, I, I feel like you're going to be a very good guest and a returning guest, hopefully. I would love to. Awesome, awesome. Yes. So I'm not too worried about people listening because I feel like if you do like it, you'll follow it. If you don't, you don't have to. But I'll probably post on it every once in a while. I'll maybe create a new Instagram page. The convenience of it is going to be just how it works out, whether it's capable or not. I would say, like, SoundCloud isn't really social media. I feel like it's just like another Spotify. Yeah, I have. I I, I downloaded SoundCloud to listen to episode one. Oh, really? Thank you. Yes. I'm going to say the intro episode was just me being depressing, I feel like. uh, I'm trying to remember. I loved it. I loved both of them. Well, thank you. I, yeah. was, I was a lot more introspective on oh, the first sure, episode. Sure. That's the problem with me. Whenever I get introspective, like, my whole demeanor changes oh, immediately. Oh, that's really, yeah. Seriously. Like, from Jackson right now to introspective Jackson, you might as well just, like, we're two different people. Night and day. It's, Jackson in his feels? Yeah. We refer to him as other Jackson. <laughs> But we have Lively Jackson here on the podcast today. So how are you doing today, Alex? Doing great. Um, I'm trying to think what else we talked about on the first one. um, We talked about you wanting to work at the Yacht Club. We talked about you're working, um, you're canvassing, I believe is the political term. Yes, I'm working on two campaigns right now. One for a federal candidate and one for a local candidate. don't want to give any names. I'm not sure they want to be associated. Not... You know, just because we've said... Yeah, they don't want to sponsor. No sponsors. (laughs) Diet Coke, on the other hand, hit me up. Diet Coke. Or Jack's Meat Mark in Delhi, 618-565-5063. I still remember that. Jack's Meat Mark in Delhi, how can I help you today? Jack's Meat Market really needs to get on board. Yeah. Man, maybe one day we'll meander down there, see if it's any good. That'd be excellent. But yes, I uh, work for some campaigns and something I enjoy. Been able to see a lot of different perspectives from people who aren't as thrilled about America as I am, and that's valuable to see, even if it met makes me addict. sad. I've met some uh, shady, some shady folks. That's, I'll, I'll leave it at that because, uh, yeah, I was a little frightened at a couple doors I knocked on. Uh, so, I wouldn't say canvassing is the best job for. Someone to go alone helps to have a friend, which I do have a friend who works with me most of the time, and that's been helpful. But it's kind of tough, and I, uh, I'm glad that it'll be over on November 6th. Yeah, November 6th, is that? That's the election day, everyone. Vote. Vote if you are informed. Yes. Inform voters. That's what we that, need. That's a hard thing to come across nowadays. It is, and that's what we need more of. We don't need just... People, people voting to vote. We need I like people. the color of his tie. Yeah. <laughs> he he's tells the truth. He sticks it like it is. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I trust his face. Yeah. People are goofy. But then again, this is life. Not everybody's normal. But then I'd say again, we're pretty goofy, too. Well, yeah, we're on the other spectrum. We are a little bit different. But everybody has quirks, I guess. I feel like they're endearing qualities, though, unless you're like Hitler and like you just have a quirk for like blonde-haired and blue-eyed people. That's not oh that's not quirky gosh. nor endearing. I would not say it is either of those things. Uh, I'd say that's probably not. That's not a cool thing. I'd probably get evaluated at a mental institution. <laughs> Nine out of ten doctors probably recommend that. But oh. uh, that's just a humble personal opinion, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Goodness. Is that just me? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Jackson. Thank you. Yes. 
High five me not being Nazis. Hell yeah. Anyway, what's the color of your eyes, bro? Hazel? I, I would say hazel. Most of the time it just looks green. Okay. Which uh, I got from my mom. So I'm the only one. Me. I don't. You don't see a lot of green eyes around. No, you don't. And uh, I feel like that's just like. I've never. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen anybody with green eyes. Well, here they are. You're staring at them. <laughs> green is my favorite color. Really? Just the listeners can't see this, but Jackson and I have not ceased to make eye contact for this whole conversation. Yeah, we just been staring at it's, each other. It's been quite something. So define your favorite color. <laughs> green. I like a nice natural forest. Like, green. is it the ribbon on your backpack? Yes. This was. Um, that's uh, my friend Nate's. That was for his memory. His favorite color was green as well. Wow, that's something we had in common. Yeah. So yeah, like a nice forest, dark, deep green. It's, that's that's what I like. Natural, easy on the eyes. I will say, whenever I was a young man, I hated the color yellow, yeah. and I was not a fan of green. But I was thinking like the swamp algae green. Yeah. See, I don't. Green is it's it's tricky to get right, but man. Some people just look so good in green. Like that's getting weird. But <laughs> no, nah, I'm not here to judge. Like, you have like a person in mind, or like you just no, people in general. Just, just I think green works for some people. I respect that. My favorite color is like Aegean blue. It's the color of my car. By the way, I drive a 2018 Honda Civic Whoa, four door. 2018. Yup. If you guys want to catch a ride in the whip, it's pretty. I lit. absolutely do. Hey, bro. I drive a 94 Dodge Ram 1500 pickup. You drive a pickup truck? I do, but it, uh, see, people get ideas when they hear pickup. I, I try to communicate to people. It's not the horrible tool-type pickup, you know, you know, the, like huge Chevy Silverados. Nothing against those if you use them for work, but if you just drive it around, just to drive it around. It's like a Ford Ranger almost, like one of the smaller trucks. It's a full-size truck, but it's a short bed. Single cab, V6, stick shift. Okay. It's got a lot of charm to it. I gotcha. And uh, my grandpa gave it to me. Ah, I gotcha. What, was that your first car? Uh, I'm afraid not. I, I have totaled a car. <laughs> my first car was Lucille, her name. And my current car is Beverly. Um, Lucille was a beautiful 2001 GMC Jimmy, four-wheel drive. A GMC Jimmy. 28,000 miles. So very, very nice, very new. I have to look this up. Keep talking. And one day driving home from school with good old sis in the passenger seat. Oh, no, Anna? Yeah, my <laughs> sister Anna, who's a student here. Shout out to Anna, who will not listen to this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, rear-ended into someone, completely my fault. Oh, big sad. And it, it, it hurt because I loved Lucille. Lucille was my first love. What color was it? It was a nice tan. Like oh, it's very similar to the, the, oh man, this makes me sad. Oh, except mine was a four-door, but yep. Oh it's an attractive car, in my opinion, but um, you got to let those old loves go. Yeah. And now I have Beverly, who I love as well, red pickup. Respect. Yes. I, I can thankfully say I've never, well, 
I never totaled a car, and I never got into an accident, but I rear-ended... Okay. Oh, boy. Um, my original vehicle was a Ford F-150 okay. four-door pickup truck. It was a bad boy. Okay. It, like, it wasn't like one of those flossy trucks that these dudes around here drive. Yeah. But, like, whenever people saw me coming, they knew it was me because they I'm a person that you wouldn't expect to drive a pickup truck. Yeah, okay, okay. Me neither. Yeah. So what happened was, uh, and it was like a 2006, so it wasn't, it was a nice truck. Mm-hmm. I was driving it, and I parked where beside the curb, and I was backing up next to the deli. And one of our employees, whose name's Ryan, who's probably not going to listen to this, he's a cool guy though. He has like a '93 Honda Civic black. There it is. There it is. <laughs> but the worst part about it is. You can tell it's been through a few owners, a few uh, lifetimes. Sure. Like there's black paint peeling off. There's rust all over it. <laughs> like it, it probably has. It, it, the miles quit at two hundred seventy thousand, and that was like five to ten years ago. Oh man! <laughs> so it was not a looker of a car. <laughs> So what I do is I throw the thing in reverse, and I back up. And the thing was, I was going fast whenever yeah. I backed up. But to be fair, I was only 10 feet. Uh, oh, like. <laughs> and so, thankfully, he had his in park, and I didn't, like, stomp on the thing. But <laughs> I backed up, and I just dented his license plate all the way. It, I didn't hurt the car much. Like, to be fair, there was no hurt in that thing. It was yeah. already beaten yeah. up. Well. But, and this was when my parents were, like, looking for my car because oh. they surprised me with oh. a picture of the car that I was going to get that I drive now. Makes me miss my parents. Trust me, bro. Every day. It's, but, Sorry. No, you're fine. It's just, thank God, because I, was po- I got my car, like, a month later, but I knew I was getting a new car, and I just backed into another oh. dude's car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was. I felt like garbage. I felt like garbage. I cried on the side of the road for an hour. I I would. I can only imagine. I'd do the same thing. I don't cry a lot, but that that made me cry. I like whenever you do something bad to a person, that yep. just like hurts you. Yeah, makes that, me sad. See, that's that's interesting. What makes you happy, Jackson? What makes me... Oh. That was a segue right there. Yeah. He, he turned the tables. Whoa. <laughs> well, uh, we talked about this in our Who Am I class. Mm-hmm. It's our honors composition course. Not composition. Honors course. Um, I think I made reference to it the other day on the first episode podcast, the mm-hmm. inaugural podcast. Oh. Uh, but, uh, like, we were talking about this, and me and Alex sitting next to each other, so we usually discuss... We break off into these little groups to discuss what makes yeah. us happy, what's happening, just like who we are, knick-knack crap like that. I like the class, though. But what makes me happy and my purpose in life, as I see it today and how I've felt about it for a very long time now, is that I, my purpose is to make other people happy. Mm-hmm. And what gives me purpose is the enjoyment that other people get that I can give. So... I don't think I'll ever like jump off a bridge if I don't make other people happy <laughs> for a day. But my biggest thing in life is to try to make other people happy. Yes, I remember you saying that. It was an interesting conversation. Yeah, we got pretty deep. We did get deep. Would you like to tell me what grounds you, even though we talked about that yeah. in our uh, first cut yes, of this podcast? Yes. 
The first cut was deleted, correct? Yep, we, yeah. we got half. Sorry. We got 30 minutes into that and we deleted To all the fans, you will never know. Those are the lost tapes of Knope and Kane. Yep, big But um, the thing that makes me happy um, is having meaning in life. And I guess that's kind of a stupid way to answer the question unless you define what your meaning is. And my meaning is uh, my faith. And that's just been the biggest part of my life growing up, of course. My dad was a pastor. He's pretty much always been a pastor when I grew up. And my mom is a school teacher. Um, she taught at Christian schools mostly. So I was around religion and faith all the time. And I know a lot of students, and or I don't know why I said students, a lot of kids who grow up in that type of home uh, feel inclined to react against that. And that was never really something that I was tempted to do. And I've always... Um, found a lot of joy and grace out of my faith and so my meaning in life is to be a light to other people, um, spread the love of God, glorify God and that's how I find meaning and I think that everyone has a desire for meaning and if we have that desire I think there has to be something to fill it just like we have a desire for food we get hungry and then we eat and feel fulfilled. And I think it's the same with meaning and faith. We have a desire for something beyond us, something worth living for. And I think God is what fits in that hole. And of course, people can disagree. People can call that dumb. If you think it's dumb, that's fine. Let's just agree to be nice about it. Um, but that's what has been the most meaningful thing in my life. And that's the reason that although college gets you down sometimes, even though I've been here for a month and a half, I do still get sad. And the re way I overcome that is through being grounded in my faith. And that's just been the consistent thing in my life. That is probably one of the most wholesome answers you'll ever hear. <laughs> like, well, I can tell if mothers and fathers hear this podcast 20 years from now, it's like, my daughter should marry this man and I've never met him. No, now, you know, I don't want to brag here, but almost every mom I met in high school said that about their daughter, and that sounds very conceited to say. No, I can see it. But it was just a, always a strange conversation when the mom would come up to you and say, I don't know why my daughter doesn't like you. And there's just nothing for someone to say to that. Because yeah. That's a weird thing to say. And so I just smile, okay, yeah. Thank you. We're friends, like, <laughs> <so I> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um... It's always awkward whenever people would say that to a person. It's like, what are you supposed to say after that? I really appreciate that. I don't know what's wrong with your daughter, but I guess she's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. People are, people are strange. People are strange. And the thing is, I'm going to draw like a parallel to us just because I feel like we're pretty similar, especially mm -hmm. the way we grew up. Mm -hmm. Like people, I, I can't think of anybody that would dislike you as a human being. I'm, I'm sure you're going to say, I remember that one dude. He's like, we're going to exit out that person. And I can tell you I didn't have too many enemies in my yeah. high school experience. But I, were, were you, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Go for it. It's just I feel as though people like us, I feel like we're visitors in other people's worlds sometimes. Hmm. Like we're there. Well, this might just be me. But I feel like you might be able to relate to this. Okay, let's see. But whenever I experience my life, I feel like I'm just a visitor. Even though I have my own purpose in life, mm 
my purpose isn't to be around other people, even if they're making different decisions than me. It's just to be around people and do my part in their life and hopefully find somebody that does a part in my life. I see. Does that make That's sense? That's an interesting way to look at it, for sure. Wow. That's very deep. Thank you. But whenever I say that, it's like, say I'm in high school, a mother comes up to me and is like, yo, my daughter's missing out. I was like, hey, I'm just doing my part. She's doing hers. <laughs> hey, that's a good way to look at it. That takes the stress off for sure. Like, and I can tell you, it's, I've had a couple situations similar to that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I feel like it's happened to you more times than you'd like to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just, I know when parents say something like that to especially uh, someone that's growing up and they feel differently because they are peers with that person. Mm -hmm. It's just like, what am I supposed to say to that? What am I supposed to do with that? We look at each other as individuals but also equal at the same time, Mm -hmm. especially when a parent acknowledges that a kid's making a mistake and we see that kid. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? It is. It's a strange phenomenon. It's, It's weird to think about. Um, I was reading that book, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, I'm reading that as well. I have, we are in the same class for that bad that's, boy. That's for a class, yes. Uh, the Who Am I class again. Who Am I? Great professor. Um, I will tell you, that book's made me tear up a couple times, Buster. The kid has a way of dropping a couple words that just make you think about everything in life you have ever known. It'll just be the shortest little saying, and you're like, oh my gosh. It's concise, clear, and like... I need to call my mom. It's like it's like that type of stuff, you know? Yeah. I remember the first thing that I took away, and I, I brought this up multiple times in our class period just because it kept blowing my mind. Yeah. And by the way, if you haven't read the book, I'm not even like a third of the way through. Read the book. Yeah. But like he the saying was his English teacher was talking to the kid, the protagonist, the main character in the story, and like – this kid's sister got hit by her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and the sister kept dating the guy. And the kid told his English teacher about it, and the English teacher said, "Charlie, I think is the kid's name." Yep. I was like, "We settle for the love that we think we deserve." And I was like, "What?" <sighs> that blew my mind. Mm. And another one was, um, there was a part in the story where. I can't even remember exactly, but he acknowledged the fact that people think about him the way he thinks about people, I think. I don't remember. You might be further than me. Well. I don't know. Yeah. But it was just the idea that it brought up. I don't think it said clearly like that. Yeah. But it implied that people will notice you even when, like, people will notice you the way you notice people, and mm. they'll think about you the way you think about people. That is weird to think about. And that, like, blew my mind, too, because I'm always thinking. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Alex, but isn't it weird to think about just how many, how often do you think about other people in your daily life? Can you yeah. even count it in your head? No, I mean. Exactly. And then you think about other people that might possibly just be thinking about you the same way. That is weird. That blows my mind. It makes you it makes you want to no. live in such a way that people think about you. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a selfish way to live. I'm not saying we should, but maybe in some ways it's not bad. But 
I don't know. That's I've got to think about that. Yeah, Ooh. we talked about that the other day, too. Whenever I was talking about, you asked me a question about why I want to make people happy. Like, yeah. am I making, do I want to make people happy because it makes me happy? Yeah, I, I took the question one layer further. Yeah, you, you went deeper than I was <laughs> anticipating. And I don't even know if I answered the question the right way, even if there's not a right or wrong way. Do you have an answer now? Like, I don't know. I feel like I make people happy just because it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. But it also, whenever I'm thinking about it, like I think it's a primal thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying primal because everybody wants to make each other happy. It's primal in the sense that it's subconscious to me. Sure. But I have a desire to do it, and I'll, it makes me feel better. But whenever I'm doing it, I'm not thinking about, oh my God, this is gonna make me feel so good. Yeah. Like that's the, it's just a byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I remember I was talking, I think I was in my English class one time or somewhere, something, some something in high school. We were talking about that. And people were saying, Well, that's a bad thing, that's a selfish thing. And I never understood that because mm. why is it selfish if you're not thinking about yourself when you do it? Yeah. You can argue that, well, you, you may not be thinking about yourself, but you're making yourself happy. But that's just a byproduct. It's not the reason that you're doing it. Sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I understand. I think you did say something to that effect, for sure. We just got hella deep. That's, that's good. That's, yeah. Man, we just got introspective. Absolutely. Absolutely we did. It's very weird for me to do a podcast. I listen to podcasts all the time. How's it feel? It, I feel like... I don't. I can't even describe it. I. I hope. I'm not grating to hear. I hope my voice is. It's soothing. I, I have. I have a cold right now. Oh, so big sad. It's been tough. The cold. I. I went on a retreat, an overnight trip with the Christian student group here on campus, and it was right in the worst part of the cold. And I was sleeping on this crappy bunk bed in a small little camp and. I think I probably slept 20 minutes that first night, and I was just losing my mind. Wow. That actually sucks like a big one. (laughs) (laughs) You like that one? Oh, man. You know, I'm thinking about this in my life, too. If I ever become rich and famous, I'm going to wind up saying something that's probably mildly inappropriate. Sure. And that's going to come back to haunt me. I have a feeling. I don't it's think all I'm, on tape. Yeah, I'm just. I hope I make myself laugh in the future too. Yeah. I've thought about that. Like, if we listen to this ten years from now, oh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, have your kids listen to it. It's like I was talking to a dummy, sweetie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you just did there. That was gross. <laughs> There was a white speck on the table, and I tried to brush it away, and it smeared. He just got too excited, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jackson. (laughs) Oh, Oh, this is nasty. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what it was. (laughs) I wish I had some tissues, but I don't have... Well, we'll leave that. They can clean this. We pay pay taxes. We pay plenty for them to clean up this smear. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm going to try to keep all these original recordings, so hopefully if I ever put this on like iTunes or wherever podcasts can be found. That's what all the podcasts say, wherever podcasts can be found. Exactly. Like, it's not, I don't have it on Spotify. I'm not that cool. You're lucky it's on SoundCloud and not just some random, you're lucky it's not just a YouTube file with a black image. Seriously, guys. Highly I'm, professional. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I got this far. 
I'm lucky to call myself an unofficial SoundCloud rapper. You are a SoundCloud philosopher. Yeah, that actually sounds... I feel like a SoundCloud rapper would say that about himself, though. Yeah, that's true. And they would... I was yeah, looking at a Lincoln Little Pumps... Bio. Yeah, Little Pumps Instagram. And, like, one of his photos was... He was standing like... You know, I think it's Santa... The T-pose? Uh, yeah, but, like... I'm trying to think. Oh, the Jesus in Brazil? Yeah. yeah. Is that in San Jose? Uh, Rio. Rio. I believe. I feel like San Jose is in America. San Jose is like in Texas. I oh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I'm not majoring in anything outside of the communication. Anyway, forget I said that out loud. <laughs> it's probably not even in Texas. I think I was trying to say San Juan. Or is that in Texas, That's too? That's Puerto Rico. Okay. I'm, I got close. We're getting closer Texas, to Latin America. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Little Pump said he was Jesus. That is all I was trying to get out of Oh, it. what a guy. I just went into a giant cycle of me sounding like a jackass. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. Speaking of which, what do you think about Gucci Gang? Or, or have you heard Kanye's new song with Little Pump? Um, you know, One I'll where be, they look I'll like Roblox. I'll be honest. I don't listen to a lot of rap music except for Chance, who I like. Um, I like Chance. And my friends listen to Kendrick. And so I hear some of it, but I don't listen to it on my own. I, I don't think I've heard Kanye West's new. I might have heard it from someone else. But He's actually a Christian. He's just, like, very controversial. Kanye West? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, like, one of his songs called Jesus Walks, and it's about how he can't produce, like, Jesus-related records just because it doesn't sell well, but he still made one anyway. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Like, if you listen to it, you'd be like, damn, that's bumping. But good, also, Good I for him. But he's also insane too. I he, like he him. Is, he has some dragon energy. Yeah, <laughs> he's got that tiger blood. Oh. What were we talking about before we got off the you music? Know. I was gonna ask you a legit question, and I feel guilty now because I just we went off on the smear, we went uh, off on the music, and I was gonna ask you something that I thought was pertinent information. Damn it. Hmm. I mean, that's a big sin. You want to see how far we got into this bad boy? Yeah, I, I, the, the computer screen shut off, so we don't know how long this has been running. Jackson's going to check. Yeah. This whole ordeal started at 8 p.m. Oh, we have officially passed the hour mark. Wow. Man, this is uncharted waters. I, to anyone still listening. You are a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> feel like an hour to me. I've enjoyed this. I, I hope so. It's pretty fun. I've enjoyed this too. I, just, I, I don't see anybody making it this far. I feel like we're just talking for ourselves right now. Hey, that's helpful. Yeah. We're getting to know each other, Jackson. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like that's pretty true. I'm interested to Man, I don't even know what that means. Anyway, I'm interested to see uh, how this works out because, for one, that Joel guy that you introduced me to, he was at the college. Joe, yeah. Is it Joe or Joel? Joe. Joe. Joseph. Yes. I got you. He was at the college Republicans meeting that I went to. Oh, yeah. He steps in and out. I don't know. If you're wondering, by the way, I'm a fence rider. I'm not going to talk about politics. Uh, people say you shouldn't be a fence rider, but I'm going to tell you it's hard to have a post up your ass. So it's, it's a hard thing to, like, balance. I like to say I'm, I'm probably more liberal, but I am not... 
I like how I said I'm not crazy because as of right now, I'm just talking and I'm trying to defend myself even though I shouldn't be. Okay. I, I think I'm an average person. I it's think your I'm, podcast. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm a fair person. I have some conservative ideas. I have some liberal ideas. Like if my dad was talking to me, he'd say I'm a little bit left-leaning, but for the most part, I'd say I'm fairly independent of political party. At least I try to stay open-minded. Sure. Like whenever we were talking about you caucusing, I still took that thing that you handed me. I oh, still have yes. it hanging in my room. By yes. The way. When I was passing out flyers for local mm-hmm. local politicians, yep. But Jackson is a all around great guy. Thank you. That's almost the nicest thing I've heard today. Oh. I'm trying to think. Has it been a rough day? It's actually been kind of a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. I've I've been running with the punches. Tomorrow's gonna suck. A Tomorrow family. sucks for me too. I have four classes. What about you? Well, I have three, so I shouldn't complain. I do have to work after. Yeah. So. The worst thing that I have to do is I have to take a friend to the train station. Oh. She is going home for the weekend. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why, but people, I guess it's just hard for somebody to adjust here, but some people are just struggling. Yeah, I, I feel understand. the more you go home, it probably gets harder. But you can't blame people if they miss their family. I went home over Labor Day, you know, because it was a three-day weekend. Me too. I missed my parents. Both my, well, my sister's here, and she helps the homesickness because I see her. And then my other sister just got married, lives in Denver, Colorado. Oh, with her Newly married husband. Rocky Mountain Mama. That's a John Denver song, I think. Rocky Mountain Mama, you know? Are you there? Rocky Mountain weird. High. Is, Rocky Mountain High. That's a famous one, but there's probably Rocky Mountain Mama. It might not be John Denver. I might be just making stuff up. It sounds like a real thing, though. Google Rocky Mountain Mama after you listen to this podcast. Please, Please do. Yes. Verify that I'm not a jackass. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. Well, we were, I just started talking about my family, not prompted to, but. No. I miss them. I, I'm the same way. I feel like me and you have close family ties. Yeah. Not everybody can say that. I know there's people on campus that aren't that close with their parents and they're happy to be, like, Away. separated. Yeah. But I do miss my family. That's probably. The, I don't miss my hometown that much. Sure. Uh, I feel like it was time for me to skedaddle. <laughs> I respect my hometown, but maybe I'll come back. I don't know to stay. I respect everything about it, but I feel like for me to grow as a person, it was time for me to leave. Sure. Do you feel Absolutely. the same way about Aurora? Even your town's like my town was of eight thousand people. My town is like two hundred twenty thousand. So yeah, that's that's a little bit of it's a, a city. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely some things that I think I couldn't have learned in Aurora that I'm learning here. And that's how it is no matter where you move. I've moved a few times in my life, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this in this one, but I'd love to end up in New England one day. I think we didn't. We definitely talked about it in the last one. It wasn't this one? I yeah. don't think so. Worst case scenario, people... People hear about Dartmouth twice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, me and Alex both applied to very nice schools that, sadly, we were not admitted to. <laughs> oh, I applied sad. to Wash U. <laughs> he applied to... Oh, my God. <laughs> he applied to Darwell. Uh, uh, the month. Yep. But, hey, at least we got to meet each other out of this experience. You know. So there are a lot worse things could happen. We could have met, like, Hitler at Wash U or Darwell. You know... 
I, I saw recently a Dartmouth, uh, you know, I, I subscribe to them on YouTube because I'm pathetic. And uh, I, is, does YouTube count as social media? No. Uh, no. Like, I, people use it as it, but those people are I've never are commented weird. in my life. That, and I subscribe I, I can't to say it. weird. Sorry. I subscribe to, like, five channels, so I don't think it counts. But nah. You judge. You be the judge, listener. I feel like it's only social media if you turn it into, like, a, a blog or a vlog. Yeah. Or something like that. And then, like, your friends are the ones watching it. Yeah. But I saw Dartmouth admissions video and made me wonder how different life would have been if I had gotten accepted and I was living so far from home, so far from Chicago, up in Hanover, New Hampshire. That's a distance. Yeah. So, who knows? God had a plan. Yeah. Um... I think, like, from my personal experience, Wash U, I wanted to go because it was St. Louis, and that was, like, I I lived in Carbondale. I went to Murfreesboro School, but mm-hmm. a lot of my family was from St. Louis. Sure. Uh, my sister lives there. Um, there was a lot of, I can't say, you know what, forget that point, because that's a little inappropriate for me to say out loud. <laughs> On an episode when I'm not here. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I, I don't or know. not even then. Okay. Hey, no we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, like, liberal I get with what I'm going to say on here. Uh, and not even liberal politically, but, like, yes. what I'm willing to Free, free to say. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, family, it was a nice school. It was expensive. Mm-hmm. If I didn't get any student loans or anything, like, no help, it would have been $250,000 in debt after four years. Wow. Quarter of a milli. Wow. Gone. And I, what am I going to major in? Like, I'm not going to be a doctor. Yeah. So, like, I major in communications. When I make $80,000 a year, I'll be wow. paying that off. Say I, say I buy a house right out of college, yeah. I'll be in debt until I'm 60. Oh, my goodness. That would be god-awful. You may, you know, you got to do what's right financially. Yeah. And I don't even know if transferring over there is going to be the greatest idea. I'm not saying I won't try, but especially depending on how connected I get here. Yeah. It just depends. And I feel like, are you in the same boat? When That's exactly how I am. I, the Dartmouth transfer application goes live October 1st, and I'm, I'm going to apply. Uh, but, you know, by the time I hear in next year, it'll be in 2019, that I actually have a decision if I get accepted and I'm thriving here which doesn't sound that who knows what'll happen I might stay and people might say that's crazy but just depends on what I uh, think is right I do right now think that if I got accepted to Dartmouth I would go just because it's a dream but who knows well, Alex, I'll level with you right now if you do go, I'll miss you oh. if you don't I respect that decision, but the biggest thing that you should consider is what will make you happiest. Mm. And if going to New England will make you happiest, I don't blame you, but it's it just depends on what will make you happy. If going to college in New England is what it is, chase that dream. People get too stuck in the mud and realize, or they think they realize that they can't chase what they want. Mm. And I don't want you to do that. And I don't think you will. But I hope, hopefully, if you do go, we'll cross paths again. If you don't go, we'll see each other at least three more years. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's going to work out either way. I'll knock on wood for you both ways. Appreciate it, sir. And I I hope you have the right wisdom for your 
university choice, too, because transferring is not going to be easy. It sounds like it's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. And uh, we're talking like we're going to transfer. Who knows? But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reloading the Pursuit of Happiness podcast to St. Louis. <laughs> that would be, this is such a big operation, it'd be hard to transfer all your staff to yeah, like, New City. Oh. All these people run back and forth. Good yeah. God. And I'm surprised you guys can hear them on the podcast. Yeah, it's amazing. We the got bustle. our own studio. <laughs> it's like, this is a legit operation. It's totally not two guys with a laptop and a plug-in USB microphone <laughs> sitting in a room secluded in a building full of 100 people at least that have no idea what's going on. Honestly, That's totally not what else. Go ahead. It's the production quality is far surpassed that at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised that this sounds the way it does right now. But it'd be like that. So it do be like I'll, that. I'll take that. Well, Alex, what are you thinking, brother? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to think. After a conversation like this, I just... It's almost draining. It is. And it, in a good way. Yeah. But now I have to start thinking about everything I have to do tonight before I go to bed, and that stresses me out, and I have a big planner. and ugh. Have a Diet Coke. I'm not a fan of diet. My favorite soda is ginger ale. Canada Dry, right? Canada Dry ginger ale. I almost said Canada out loud. Canada. <laughs> San Jose, Canada. <laughs> I, yeah, so it's an oddball soda choice, but yeah. I love what I love. Hey, I'm not here to judge. Appreciate it. Yep. All positive vibes in this area. And I don't judge the Diet Coke because... Everybody else does. They would all think I'm going to die whenever I'm like 45. Well, I will say that three or four a day is probably not good. <laughs> it's excessive. <laughs> I will admit it's excessive. It's without a doubt too much. But I... Uh... My body's my temple and it's riddled with Diet Coke cans and Pop-Tarts of the strawberry variety. Oh. I must felt bad. I don't know. But yeah. I, anyway, I know like Diet Coke has aspartame. You heat up aspartame and turns uh, into formaldehyde. Nonsense. Piss on it. If I get cancer, I lived life the way I lived life. I respect that. I will have Diet Coke on my deathbed. I will prove a point. You know what? I'm gonna just. I'm done talking about Diet Coke. It's never gonna sponsor you now. Oh, oh no! I forgot about it. We're going to edit that out. We love Diet Coke. It's healthy. Better than water. Diet Coke, Coca-Cola, please. Disprove those studies. I will have one of you guys on to talk about disproving them. We'll pretend like that never existed. Or it doesn't exist. Or it's just impractical. Whatever the narrative, story, truth is... I will support it. I am not a sellout to anybody. I'm going to, you know, I need to stop talking. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying. Let's forget it. Forget it. I'm, we're going to call that a day. I think this is a good stopping point. All right, Alex, thank you for being on. My very first guest. It uh, has been a pleasure. I'm thrilled. Hopefully you're a returning guest. Absolutely, anytime. If anybody's made it to the hour and 15 minute <laughs> oh mark, you are... Goodness gracious. You are a very faithful listener. I can tell you my mother's probably tuned out about the 45th minute or whenever I said fetish for the first time. Uh, That being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Please feel free to like the podcast, follow the podcast, uh, share the podcast. Uh, 
do anything with the podcast. Play the podcast when you go to sleep. Listen to my lovely voice, yeah. Alex's lovely voice. Uh, but I'm going to try to – I don't know how regularly these things will, will occur. Uh, I'll try to make it practical. Not. I don't want to do anything too stupid with the podcast. I'm just going to keep saying the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> I, I this I, is great. I hope you guys liked it. Hopefully, this is something you appreciate. If you don't, you can tell it to me. You can leave an Instagram comment on my post. You can. I don't know if you can leave comments on the tracks, but if you can, feel free to do so. Uh, feel free to recommend it to friends. If I know the majority of the people listening know me, <laughs> which I really appreciate you guys listening to me. Because if you didn't, it'd just be me talking to myself <laughs> in a room. <laughs> So that being said, uh, share this with friends that may not even know me and just want to like have something to listen to. And I'm assuming that not everybody's going to be able to listen to all an hour and 15 minutes at one time. So if you want to break this up and listen to it piece by piece, I respect that too. Jackson, uh, Yep. thank you for having me on. Alex, it was, it was my pleasure, bro. Seriously. I'm honored. You can come back anytime you'd like. You're going places. I really believe it. I hope so. If not, this would be a very disappointing Cinderella story. You're going places. Don't doubt it. Thank you, Alex. Well, uh, that all being said, I would like to thank you all for tuning in to The Pursuit of Happiness, Episode 2, with our special guest, Alex Kinney. He is the way. Um, uh, Thank you, guys. And we will be back within a week or so, I think. So uh, I hope you all have a lovely day, evening, night. And please be true to yourself. All right.